0: double dribble podcast brought to you by the ds walk show and deep voice radios coming at you in five four three two one Welcome to another edition of the Double Dribble Podcast. I'm your host, DS Walt, and today's show, I got so much to talk about. Actually, I got a lot to talk about every day, but I'm going to narrow it down to the WWE because the WWE is my passion. For those who don't know, wrestling has been my passion my entire life. I love wrestling. Probably more than I love basketball, football, baseball, and hockey. And on occasion, playing video games. Wrestling has been part of my life ever since I went to WrestleMania three, And then a few years before then, Saturday Night's Main Event at the Jolos Arena back in 1985. Where I almost met Hulk Hogan backstage. My dad took me and my brother. Wrestling has been with me ever since. Even when I strayed away didn't watch it for almost a decade, I still kept up with it. You know, reading the dirt sheets, listening to people, reporters, you know, all the naysayers on YouTube about the WWE, the New Japan, and back in those days, WCW. So I always kept up with it. Was something your first love? Like for me, like wrestling, you truly just don't go away from it. You always kinda keep your ears out, inquire about who's the new guys in town, who's the new talent, who's the new face. So over the years, I watched Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Triple H, on and on and on, into now in 2021, where we got the likes of the Roman Reigns, the Seth Rollins of the world. Um, the New Day. You know, we got a lot of new talent guys here. A lot of guys, you know, I just named that been around for about almost a decade. and These guys are pretty good. It, what doesn't surprise me is that the WWE, I lost a lot of money. Mainly because of the pandemic that we've been going through since 2020. Where they can perform in front of a live audience. They had to go through the Thunderdome which is understandable, you got to recuperate something, right? We don't know how bad it was for them. All we know is they lost money. And when you lose money, that means you got to cut some people. That means you got to cut down production. You got to you gotta let some of the roster go. Listen, I'm not a businessman, but I understand that side of it. What I don't understand is who you're releasing, why you're releasing them. I understand you got cut production budget because understandable. You might have to cut some of your high-priced talent. You might have to cut some of the guys you or women that sits in the back and you don't even use. So with that said, you know, the likes of LeBron Stroman, the LeBron Strowman, Delana, the Aleister Black, Murphy, my favorite, Bray Wyatt, Bronson Reeve, NXT. Those wrestlers been released this year. Last Friday night, 13 NXT wrestlers were released. And more to come. From the main roster, it's been over 75 wrestlers, give or take, has been released. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, is it the money? Is it because is it they did they lose that much? Or is it because they don't value the guys that they had on the sidelines? Or maybe just maybe they're just not using them right. Now Castlight like Andrade, who asked for asked for his release and received it because he was just sitting in the back, not doing anything. He wasn't being used. A guy like Aleister Black, who was released just after he just returned to SmackDown and only to be released the following day. When Dave was about to kick off his storyline with Big E, he gets released. You know stuff like that. It kind of perks my ears. It kind of gets me interested because there's just more to the story. You know, it's one. the WWE can put out these press releases and say, "Oh, these are budget cuts." You know, we're we're, we're shrinking the roster. Kudos, you should have done that years ago. The one, the worst thing they ever done is having three shows. And having over hundreds of wrestlers sitting in the back, not doing anything. That was part of the problem. But what bothers me more than anything is that they won't tell the truth. They won't tell the truth about what's going on with WWE. Because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, these releases have caught the eyes of their TV partners usa and fox and they are very frustrated with these releases because bray wyatt who unexpectedly was released after he took some time off to take care of his mental health and he was cleared to go back months ago but they didn't bring him back when he was scheduled to come back this past monday they decided two weeks ago that you know what we're gonna release you and it, the term of budget cut was used and I look at that and I hear that and I see that and I'm like that's a damn lie. Because this was about no budget cut. This is about that Bray Wyatt, probably your best wrestler on Raw as far as he has the best gimmick in all of the in the industry, in the whole in, entire industry, the best gimmick, but he is expensive. He is very expensive. Cause we talking about is this more than just Bray Wyatt the Fiend. We talking about you got the Fire fire Funhouse, you got the puppets, his mask, you know, he's very expensive, but it's one of those expense that you know you invest in this. You invest in this guy. This guy changed himself twice. And both his gimmicks were crazy good. Crazy good. And you release him. It wasn't due to budget cuts. It was due to the fact that he fell out of favor with Vince. In fact, Vince didn't believe in him. And Vince didn't want him. His time with the WWE ran his course. As one wrestler put it, I forgot his name on Twitter. He was surprised that Bray Wyatt lasted 12 years. Because we all know Vince McMahon has that type of attitude where he like you one day and dislike you for the next two, three years. for Just for no reason. And Bray Wyatt, who, in my opinion, should not have been released. All right. I mean, this man didn't do anything wrong. He had the, the highest selling merchandise in wrestling. All of wrestling. He had a huge following. Where he was a cult leader, Bray Wyatt, or or when he was the fiend. Or where he teamed up with Randy Orton. Or where he teamed up with Daniel Bryant. Or where he teamed up with Matt Hardy. He had a huge following because everybody loved his gimmick. And not only that, but he was very talented. Like, this man doesn't need to wrestle anymore. He goes work in Hollywood and just start doing horror movies. Because his concept, his ideas is top-notch. It's far beyond better than anyone in professional wrestling. But yeah, though, he gets released by Vince. And by the way, the man can't wrestle, too. The man can't wrestle. I mean, I don't know what a guy has to do to keep his job after he changed himself five times to please a 76-year-old man. That's crazy to me. You have Buddy Murphy, you have Aleister Black, you have Andrade, and he never used them, Or you didn't use them right. And the one thing that we know about the WWE is that their main problem is that they don't know how to tell a story anymore. You get all these guys sitting in the back and you don't use them. Why? Because you can't tell the story. You know, for the longest time, we all thought, well, a lot of people think, man, these guys sitting in the back because maybe they got nothing for them. That may be true. They just don't use them. So, we fast forward to now. And when they release those 13 wrestlers down to NXT. And when they put out their press report that, the w- we are now officially going to make the NXT was supposed to be a development league. So we can start developing new talent, new superstars, a face of the face of this franchise, the face of this company. You know what I mean? You know what they said? And as that also been reported is that they no longer want midgets. They don't want fat people. They want their stereotype, you know, the Vince McMahon. Triple H stereotype. They want the Hulk Hogan's of the world. The 6 foot 5. 6 foot 6. Long blonde hair. Muscle. You know. The bodybuilder type. They want the Roman Reigns. They want the John Cena's of the world. They don't. They view them as wrestlers. They view them as guys. That they can market. Guys that can be the face of this company. Guys who can who's supposed to be allegedly talented. But what all these guys are stiff. They can't cut a promo. Y'all heard Roman Reigns in the past. Y'all heard Roman Reigns two, three years ago. The man was terrible, cut a promo. Now fast forward to today, he got better. He's better at it. It's not great. And because he got a little better, his ring, his wrestling is... It's okay. It's nothing to talk about. I mean, the man got three moves. And that's not his fault. I don't blame Roman Reigns, who probably wants to perfect his craft every day. I don't blame Roman Reigns for having three moves. I blame Vince McMahon and Triple H. Why? Because they want their stereotype. They want Roman Reigns to have three moves. They want Roman Reigns to be the next Hulk Hogan. They don't want Roman Reigns to go out here and add five, six, seven, eight, nine moves. And even though the fans want him to, they don't want him to. They wonder why Roman Reigns, during the time where they made him a face, was booing the hell out of him. Because they were shoving him down our throats. And he was predictable. We knew what he was going to do in the ring. Now, I give Roman Reigns a lot of credit for changing his routine up a little bit. Now, that's all Roman Reigns. But just imagine if Roman Reigns were actually tap into his potential and to be able to do more in that wrestling ring instead of doing a little bit above average. The man is athletic. The man can do stuff. But again, I don't blame him. I blame Vince. I blame Triple H. Because these the guys who live and swear by that stereotype. And not only that, these are the same guys who come out and tell you hey, the future is here. The future is down. The future is down in NXT. Where? Where? Maybe a decade ago. But then again, let's be honest a lot of people with nxt started came from other companies seth rollins who you guys trying to say that yo he came up through our system he was he we trained him we made him who he was Seth rollins came from ring of honor now the only one you probably say that came out of nxt that you probably trained it was Roman Reigns. Maybe Roman. I can't think of any others but Roman. Kevin always came from somewhere else. Sami Zayn came from somewhere else. I mean, every wrestler that's on the main roster, majority of them, came from other companies, not from NXT. They went to NXT trying to get... To the main roster. But they want develop. By the trainers. At the performance center. There's only a handful of them. And majority of them. Have been released. So they're releasing their own talent. Hmm. They're releasing. their The talent that they develop. That should tell you something about WWE and developing talent. But I'm going to take it one step further here. I'm going to take it one step further because I need to. I need to. As a wrestling fan, I need to. When I look at the WWE, when they talk talking about they want to develop talent, they don't give their talent the opportunity to develop the right way, not because of the of the people who they got training because i do believe the ex-wrestlers down there who they got trained are pretty darn good the problem is that not only they're not being used right but also because you are allowing your former superstars of the past to come back as part-time wrestlers and take the spotlight for some of these guys who need that spotlight to be a superstar or be a star You got, right now, you got Edge, who is back, on a three-year contract, part-time. You got John Cena, right now, who is back, working certain dates. Is in a main event of SummerSlam, fighting Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, where that should be either Seth Rollins, Cesaro, uh, Big E, Shinsuke, Baron Corbin, those guys deserve that spot. And on Raw, you have Bill Goldberg, who's in the WWE Hall of Fame, who is a legend. And he's fighting Bobby Lashley, where that should be um, Kofi Kingston. I don't know, Bray Wyatt, um, AJ Styles, who, in my opinion, is the best wrestler in the WWE But because you don't wanna give him a push right now or no time soon, you got him meddling down there in the tag team division as a tag team champion where he should be challenging and fighting Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship, mainly Venus SummerSlam. Maybe, just maybe, that should be Randy Orton or Riddle, another young guy that came through your development league, a guy that came from the UFC, and Yacht trained him, worked with him on his wrestling. Maybe he deserved a shot at Bobby Lashley. I, I, I mean, Drew McIntyre, who I kind of feel that they ran to the ground because he been wrestling nonstop for the W title for two years. And instead of giving him a break, instead of taking a title off of him maybe last year, he could be back fresh this year and going at it right now with Bobby Lashley. But no, you try what you are trying to do is you run him trying to run him down our throats, just like you did Roman Reigns. And by the way, he is one of your guys. Guys like them deserve that opportunity. Not Goldberg. Hey, hey, listen, no offense to Goldberg, John Cena, uh, Edge. All those guys are great guys. I love watching them when they were in their prime and when they were on the come up. Love watching them. They did some real good shit in that wrestling ring. But let's that's, that's be honest. Goldberg versus Lashley is going to last every bit three minutes. Every bit three minutes. John Cena and Roman Reigns is not going to go for too long. Even though both guys can tell a good story because they have good chemistry, but it's not going to go 15 minutes. It's not going to go 20 minutes because John Cena has not been in the ring in over a year. We don't know what type of condition that he is in. Edge is a little different. The reason why Edge is a little different is because Edge been wrestling. Edge can still do the same stuff that he can do 13 years ago. Maybe not as fast, maybe not as quick, but he can carry, he can carry a guy. He can carry a show. He can tell the good story. And not only that, when he's when he gonna wrestle Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. On August twentieth, first, August twenty first, in Las Vegas, that might potentially be the best match because both guys can carry a match, but both guys had that chemistry, and they're gonna work well together. But other than that, I don't want to see these part timers come back. Rumor has it at uh, Survivor Series, The Rock is coming back. The Rock is almost 50 years old. And this, when you come back, it's supposed to lead to a feud with Roman Reigns, which is going to conclude for a title match at WrestleMania, whether it's um, 2022 or 2023. I don't want to see that. I like The Rock. I love The Rock coming up. Love watching him. I don't want to see that match, cause he's not not because he's old, because he's not invested into wrestling. None of these guys are. Their lives have changed. They got families. They got commitments. Doing movies. They got other stuff they do outside of wrestling. I don't want to see these guys jump in the ring. These guys are not full time wrestlers. Yeah, it's good to, um for ticket sales. Yeah, it's good because you bring it back some of the old school fans. Who grew up in the Attitude Era and want to see Edge, The Rock, Goldberg, John Cena after the Attitude Era, John Cena. Yeah, we want to see those guys. Everybody wants to see them. Everybody got a dream match. And the WWE is trying to do is make that dream match happen. But what they understand by the dream match is that when we're thinking about we want to see The Rock in his prime against Roman Reigns, who's currently on top in his prime. That's That would be a hell of a match. I don't want to see a 51, 52-year-old Dwayne The Rock Johnson going against his cousin Roman Reigns. That's not going to be a match. That match can be every bit, 5 to 10 minutes, and Roman will have to carry it, even though The Rock is good on the mic. But I can promise you, when he starts to wrestle, you're going to see it, his age, and it's not going to be as good or entertaining as people think it's going to be trust me we see it with goldberg we seen with bret hart we basically seen it with all of these wwe hall of famers who keep coming back to be part-time wrestlers hell right now rick flair who's been released by the wwe for the last six months rick flair has been training getting in shape because that 72 year old man wants to be a part-time wrestler and he wants one more run why and make it so bad about it some organization whether it's ring of honor new japan AEW, NWA, is going to give it to him they're going to give it to him nobody wants to see this no more and nobody's not buying the bullshit that the wwe is saying you know you got your conspiracy theories out here that Hey, Vince McMahon is going to sell the WWE to Disney or he's going to sell it to NBC or he's going to sell it to Fox. We don't know what's going on. All we know is, is that the lies that they're putting out there, we all, some of us, are falling for the okie doke I mean, you release Bray Wyatt, but you keep the Usos, even though... I like the Usos, but both of these, both of these brothers got DUIs. Not one, not two, not three, five. And you still keep them. Why? Because you don't want to upset Roman. But yet you would rather release the guy who's making you money more than your main inventor. And I do believe it when they say, hey, when Vince gets tired of somebody, he gets tired of them. He released him. I truly believe that. And I truly believe that when he, when they said he didn't want no, no more midgets, but yet you were upset because Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, didn't re-sign with you guys. Instead, he signed with New Japan and with AEW. But yet, you don't want the midgets. You got AJ Styles on the main roster, who I said is probably the best wrestler in this business. Hands down the best. And you got him messing around in the tag team division. Where he should be fighting for the WWE championship. I believe that. And I also believe that there's going to be another round releases. I will not be surprised if AJ Styles get released. I won't be surprised if Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn get released. And don't get me started on the women's division. Because we all know how you feel about them. Not too much as you say if they make it they make it if they don't eh, no sweat i hope everybody understand that vince mcmahon is a 76 year old man and someone said this recently and it's true what he said i forgot. I think it was uh brian alvarez of a wrestler Zerber. and it's true in life vince mcmahon is 76 years old A leper is not going to change his spots. Vince McMahon is not going to change who he is. Triple H is not going to change who he is. Vince McMahon has a vision. He knows what he wants. He does not want to adapt to today's wrestling. He don't care about what's out here really. All he wants is his vision. How... A wrestlers supposed to look and how they supposed to wrestle he wants the bodybuilder he doesn't care if you're skilled he doesn't care if you if you can do 50 million moves he doesn't care if you are favorites of the fans he doesn't care about the guys in the indies he doesn't care about none of that he knows what he wants he knows what he wants to develop and he's going to do it bottom line If you're a WWE fan, you are just going to have to live with that fact. If you're not a WWE fan, you don't have to worry about it. But I will say this, though, because I watch a lot of AEW, and I watch a lot of Ring on the New Japan. But this one is particularly for AEW because they are on the come up, and they have made it known that they are going to sign a lot of wrestlers. They signed Malachi Black, a.k.a. Aleister Black. They signed Andrade, who is now Andrade Elidio. They signed Rusev, who is now Miro, who was in the WWE. They brought in Mark Henry, Paul White, WWE Hall of Famers to be part of the team, not as wrestlers, broadcast, training. And they made it known that they are interested in Bray White, but also they have signed brian Danielson. And allegedly, until we can find out for sure next Friday, they have signed the most outspoken wrestler next to Stone Cold Steve Austin in WWE history, CM Punk. But for that one, like I said, we'll find out next Friday night on AEW Rampage. But hear me out here for AEW. Please don't sign all the WWE talent that got released. Now, we know some of them do watch AEW and some of them love to come to AEW. And the reason why I don't want you to sign all the WWE talent is because I don't want you to get away from your core brand. I don't want you to alienate your hardcore fans and not just that. I want you to be able to use all your wrestlers. If you continue to sign every WWE talent that is good, okay, or bad, it's going to hurt your product. And I don't want to see that. Now, you already got some issues with the storytelling in your booking that you need to focus on. So don't go out here and sign all the talent in the world. Keep what you have. Work what you have. Build up your young core that you've been doing. Do something that the WWE couldn't do. And that is develop. Develop your young core. Continue what you're doing. You have some of the loyal fan base right now. Everybody and their mama is talking about AEW wrestling. And I like that. You don't need to go out here. And get all the big names. Develop your own big names. Orange Cassidy, I love him. Him and this group, I, I think is a Chuck Taylor, Trent, uh, the best friends. I like them. Build guys like them, a Jungle Boy, the Jurassic Express. Build them up. You don't need to go out here and get any more big name wrestlers. All they're gonna do is command more money. Want to work certain days. And they're not going to give you your best. You don't need them. Listen to Chris Jericho. Listen to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega if you're Tony Khan. Build your guys up. Listen to Cody Rose. Build your guys up. Let those guys who released by the WWE, let them go somewhere else. Let them go to New Japan. Let them go back to Ring of Honor. Let them go back to the NWA and let them make a name for themselves back there. If you're going to continue to sign wrestlers for the WWE, I would prefer to sign the women and fix your women division. Why? Because they're lacking behind. So I know you signed Ruby Wyatt. Excuse me, Ruby Riot. That's a good signing. Sign Chelsea Green, a big name WWE female wrestler. Who asked for her release. Because she's not being used. We don't know who it is. But that will be revealed down the road. Sign the women. No more men. Sign Lana to be her husband's manager again. Do that. Don't sign any more big name male wrestlers. Don't need them. But after you sign these women. Don't sign nobody else. Keep what you have. Develop them. Develop your own talent. When you do that. It it, it pleases your hardcore fans, but it also is a good payoff for them to show you showing them that you have faith in them and you believe in them and you want them to be stars. Something that the WWE got away from. That's on them. And to Adam Cole, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor, I hope you guys are listening to what the WWE is doing and what they're saying. And I hope you guys have paid attention to the releases. Because at some point, they're going to get you guys. Because they don't like the midgets. This has been a Double Dribble Podcast. Thank you for guys for listening. I will talk to you guys soon. I'm out. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. Thank you for listening to the Double D Podcast, a.k.a. The Double Dribble Podcast, brought to you by DLS walk Show and the Voice Radio. You can listen to me on Anchor or on Spotify, and you can follow me on Twitter.